Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Right here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, something happening today, which is kind of a big deal to some people. Our movie theater is reopening in New Braunfels, Texas, and that's what we're talking about today. Yes, not the movies, not the popcorn, but how the two got together. Complementary brands, complementary products, complementary business strategies. You know, in the beginning, you've heard me say this on the show a gazillion times, history is you can change with it. Or you can get changed by it. When the movies first started out, popcorn was already a very popular snack since the mid-1800s. However, movies, when they first started, the silent movies, were for wealthy people. They were not for the riffraff. Okay? There was no matinee. That was something that people with a few extra dollars were able to go enjoy. And the movies were silent And you needed to be able to read to enjoy them. So they didn't really appeal to lower class people, immigrant folks in the cities where these movie theaters were located. And then something amazing happened. Sound is what happened. Sound being added to movies changed everything. History is. And since it was loud inside the theater with the movie playing, the crunching of that $16 tub of popcorn wasn't going to bother anybody. And that's how popcorn became a staple at your local movie theater. And of course, as you know, the concessions make up about 85% of the profit for movie theaters all across America and all around the world. Well, that's what we're talking about today. What is the potential complementary brand for your banking brand? This goes back many years. I was up at... Um, I forgot the name of this, Michigan First Credit Union up near Detroit, and they were thinking about adding a new branch. And I just suggested, hey, what about adding a gym? You already call your customers members. They could use their debit card as ID. They could come in, get a workout, deposit a check, open an account, whatever the case may be. And of course, you know, the uh, level-headed minds took over and said, well, yeah, but what if they drop a dumbbell on their foot and then we'd be liable for that? And candidly, It probably would have ended up like all gyms, you know, where people join up but never, ever go. But like I said, they they could still go there for banking services. Anyway, it was was sort of an idea of a complementary use of that physical space. Well, in the past three months, as many of your banking brand physical structures have been empty, as we come back now... And you're looking around and saying, well, wow, we didn't need all of this space. I don't believe the branch is going to go away. 
But I do believe there is a way to take some of that space and find a complementary brand that you can sit next to it. There is a reason why down in San Antonio on Blanco Road, you walk by an empty Payless shoe store to get to Target because people didn't want to go to Payless shoe stores and wait through the 70 boxes splayed out on the ground trying to get help from the millennial employee who was too busy looking at her phone to answer a question. Why do that when you can go into Target and find that same millennial employee, you know, ready to check you out while you found your own shoes in a far less disgusting part of the store? Target and these large retailers, they found that complementary products, complementary services worked. That one shop, that one-stop shop that was had became so popular thanks to Walmart back in the 80s. Well, how do you apply that history now that we've seen what happens when nobody is coming to your physical structures and now a new entirely different generation of your customers, clients, and members have been introduced to your digital services, which they really hadn't wanted to use in the past as you look and reevaluate your physical footprint in the banking space is there a complementary brand? Is there a complementary service that you can add to your physical space to help you make money and make the most of that investment in your what used to call brick and mortar? Well, back on December 6th, gosh, it seems like 5 million years ago, we had Carter Campbell on, and he was talking about some work that he had done combining banking brands with the Starbucks brand. And it was in early December, and I was very surprised. That show did so very well. Now, with all of this COVID-19 business, we're well, not behind us, but I believe we're on our way out of it. I wanted to bring Carter back and talk to him about how are we rethinking this. Now, I'm of the opinion that COVID-19 simply accelerated a trend that was already happening. I do believe you were going to look around one day and find that your branches were not gone, but being used in a very, very different way with the integration of, you know, ITMs, interactive teller machines. We had those guys on from Texas Tech Credit Union last year. They basically have FaceTime for members. You authenticate in with your facial recognition or your thumbprint. Boom, you're talking to an employee at Texas Tech Credit Union. And so COVID-19 has taken what I think two or three years of history and compressed it into a few months. And now, because of history, history is, the question is, will you change with it or will you get changed by it? We're going to talk to Carter Campbell and we're going to do it all right after this. For 10 years, conference quality information without the expense report. This is the Power of Performance Podcast. Ah, yes. Seal with the cover of that great 1976 Steve Miller song, Time Keeps on Slipping. Into the future, it absolutely does. We're going up to Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, Carter Campbell, how are you? I'm doing well, Jason. How are you doing? It is so good to have you back. Yeah. We last had Carter on in December of 2019. Seems like such a long time ago. So we asked him to remind us again what his company offers for banking brands. It's a unique solution. Yeah, no, so we work... um, we work with banks and credit unions 
uh, in trying to offer a solution to the the dilemma that the industry is facing with respect to what do we do with our branches and um, you know not every branch location is a candidate for this but a good number of them are and what we do is work with them to carve out space for brand compatible retailers concepts like Starbucks um, where the bank gets really three primary benefits from this concept. One is they get to uh, right-size their occupancy and they get uh, reduced property expenses. So that's that's really important for them, especially these days. Oh yeah. Uh, number two, they get they get foot traffic, and uh, you know, bank branches are just not destinations. They're just you know, especially hmm. nowadays. Right. So foot traffic is real really important. Um, and then third, I think probably is, is a little bit more in, intangible, but I think it's it's probably increasingly relevant in today's uh, uh, world with everything that's going on is experience. Um, I think retailers, in order to survive in this new paradigm that we're in, especially in light of COVID-19 and all sort of the, the modified behavior patterns that have occurred as a result, uh, having a great experience is even more important than it ever was in the retail space. And, um, you know, banks are, uh, are not immune to that. So I think that this, you know, the, the, the core of the opportunity is to really try to address those key things, those three things for, uh, for institutions. You mentioned Starbucks, and I read recently Starbucks is reimagining its retail operation. They're closing a lot of their retail outlets that don't have a drive-through, including the one here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. So I think it's a great time for banking brands to be thinking, how can we partner up with a brand or a service like a Starbucks, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And um, the the good thing is uh, for what we're doing, uh, Starbucks, as it relates to them, uh, they're, you know, with, with most of their stores being closed except for drive-through as a result of the quarantine, uh, it's it's really emphasized the need for drive-through. It was already there, mm-hmm. anyway, but, right. but because you couldn't um, congregate in their cafes, uh, they, you know, just in order to continue to to generate sales, drive-through just was, you know, you'd see drive Starbucks drive-throughs wrapped around the building. Um, hmm. you know, all day long, um, at least, you know, here in Memphis. And so uh, it, what it's done is for Starbucks, and I think really all concepts like that uh, have realized uh, the, you know, how important it is to have a drive through. And so, you know, where concepts like Starbucks, where they can, the benefit for them on, on that side of the equation is they get access to great real estate, uh, that can accommodate a drive-through, and so that is what is really intriguing and I think interesting for for them on that side of the, on the other side of the transaction. You heard Carter talk about how banking is not a destination. It's really not. No, it used to be. You used to get dressed up to go to the bank to apply for a loan. Starbucks succeeded in turning coffee into a destination and an experience when for generations Starbucks, I mean, excuse me, coffee was something that happened in your kitchen, at the office, in the community multi-use room after church, but it was not a 
destination. They succeeded in doing that, and they succeeded in cross-selling mugs and French press coffee makers and really crappy music and turned the whole thing into a retail juggernaut. And so I think it's a great example. And since Carter is in that business, I wanted to ask him if he agreed with me that I think COVID-19 has simply accelerated a trend that was going to happen anyway in the next two to three years with the shutdown and now all of this reimagining how we're going to take advantage of our physical presence and our retail operations all at the same time, possibly with a complementary brand. No, I think you're spot on. I think that's exactly what it's done is these trends were occurring anyway. And, you know, there was sort of a slow evolution, uh, I guess, depending on how you look at it, but it was, it was evolving in retail was, was adapting, you know, they were trying to adapt and new trends and people were, you know, and, and in the banking space, people were trying to figure out that's where you and I first met is at the future branches conference. And that whole conference right. was centered around trying to determine what is the future of branch banking? How is it going to look in the future? And, and so this COVID-19 um, situation that we found, I think it just, as you say, it accelerated that whole process. And so the evolution, uh, you know, sort of jumped ahead and uh, it's, it's here already. And, um, so, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what it looks like a year from now. But I do think that um, the things that we're talking about with respect to trying to be more efficient with your uh, space and then also uh, incorporating something into the space to bring energy and um, a great experience, I think is, is more relevant uh, today than it – probably more relevant today than it would have been if we were, no, uh, there was no COVID. It was relevant before COVID, but I think it's even more relevant now. And if COVID-19 has, as I believe it has, accelerated this pace of transformational change in the banking marketplace, that speed, that change in tempo is going to leave behind brands that don't react to it quickly enough. And so if you have questions about combining your physical space with a brand like Starbucks, you can get a hold of Carter Campbell. You can find him out on LinkedIn and his email address is right there in the episode description. And we thanked him so much for taking some time out of his morning to join us on the show. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Hey, man. You take care. All right. Memphis, Tennessee, Carter Campbell. Well, here we are, uh, 14 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, Typically, at this point in your hour-long webinar that many of you continue to waste your customers and members' money on because time is money, you would be already on to your 34th round of Candy Crush. But hey, look, conference quality information without the expense report. You know, I continue to see this on LinkedIn uh, in a certain demographic, otherwise known as the millennials, and even people in my generation, Generation X, they'll put in their LinkedIn description, I am a disruptor. Listen, no, you're not. You don't disrupt things by saying you're going to, and you don't talk about disruption. Disruption happens, and then you respond to it if you're not wasting time on a boring, stale, hour-long webinar. COVID-19 was the multi-generational, global, multidisciplinary disruption of our shared humanity, and it is how brands react to it 
proactively, understanding that the tempo of the marketplace has changed decidedly that will decide who survives and who does not. I hadn't been to JCPenney since the Reagan administration, so the fact that they're closing all of their stores doesn't matter to me. The stuff I used to buy at JCPenney, I can get at Target or I can get on Amazon Amazon Prime. And the JCPenney stuff that was branded to itself, I didn't need in the first place. And so JCPenney, like many other retail brands that had a you know, multi-multi-decades run, are history. Will people say that about your banking brand? By it, be it through a merger or being sold or simply going out of business. History is you can change with it or you can get changed by it. And my friends, the clock is ticking. And Eloquent Online and the brands that I work with plan to be a part of the future, not a victim of it. My name is Jason Dias. You've been listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And since we were up in Tennessee today with Carter, let's get out of here with another famous Tennessean, Miss Dolly Parton. Until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Shit.